The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. This Misa took place by my Afruf. We're going back many years, and my parents made me a beautiful Afruf in, uh, in Long Beach, where I grew up. And it was in the summer, it was in July, and Cater pulled out all the stops. I remember they, there was like a, like a cold fruit soup with hearts in it, and a beautiful, beautiful Shabbos. My friends were there, and family, and, and it was a very nice Shabbos. And there were different tables at the Simcha, at the, at the affair. So I was sitting with my friends on one table, and then my parents and their friends, and the Mechutanim, and people in the community. So by the offer, of, by the day meal, the Shabbos day meal, um, sitting, everybody was singing Zmirs, everything was going well. And all of a sudden there was a, a poor man that walks into the door. I remember he had red hair, had a red beard, he had like torn clothing, like a homeless person, basically a homeless person. I don't know where he was, I never saw him before, I never saw him after. He's clearly Jewish. And he was just standing there. So my mother, who should live and be well, and she's a world-class tzaddikah, she really is, she approached him, and they had a conversation, I don't know exactly what was spoken between them, but the next thing I know, my mother is walking this person to my table. There happened to have been a seat, you know, open right next to me. And she, with all the covet in the world, as if this was like the biggest, you know, gevir or the biggest rav or the biggest tamachacham, you know, she gives him so much covet. She says, this is the chassan, it's my son, and you're going to sit right here. Right here next to him. It's hard to describe to you the the look on this person's face. This person is a homeless person, probably kicked around, you know, the police are probably kicking him off of the benches on the boardwalk a block away from the shul, and he's sleeping under the boardwalk, and maybe he's sleeping in some, I don't know, some homeless shelter one night, another place another night never given a square meal, never given a scintilla of covet in his life, maybe. And here he's sitting all of a sudden, as Rabbi Rucham said, my mother never learned this, Rabbi Rucham, sitting at the head table right next to the chasen. And he's enjoying, he eats the challah, and he has the soup with the hearts in it, and he has uh, he has the chicken, he has the chillin, he has he's mamish in seventh heaven. I must say that I wasn't so happy at the time at the fir- at first because he smelled terribly, and you know it's my offer of I have one Shabbos to shine as a chassan, and you know my friends were there, and it was a little bit at first tough, but. I was Miss Gaber, 
and I included him in the conversation, and we were talking together, and my friends were talking to him, and he was into it. And we benched, and that was the end of the story. And I've always said this, that Baruch Hashem, I was zeichet to a lot of brachas in my life. I was zeichet to have a wonderful wife, beautiful, healthy children. I was zeichet to get this shalar and have amazing talmidim like yourselves, and many other brachas. And I solely attribute everything that I have to that one meal. That at the launch of my chasna, at the launch of my married life, at the next chapter of my life, I was Zaycha, Hashkarishbarhu gave us an opportunity, and we could have punted. My mother could have, I think most people either would say, you know, I'm sorry, this is a private affair, or maybe if they were really tzaddikim, they would find a, a back room and have the caterer, have a waiter bring out something and have them eat elsewhere. But to be Meshev and Ani, with his odor, with the Shechina being Shaira on him, at the head of the table, next to the Chassan, and allow him to feel good for a few minutes or for a few hours of his life, there's no greater bracha that could accrue to any chasen in the world as that one opportunity that we didn't blow. The Ebeshter is with the people that are misfortunate. And these are tests for us. Anim are tests for us. Misfortunate cases are tests for us. What are you going to do with them? Are you going to shun them? Are you going to look away from them? Or are you going to do something amazing for them? Are you going to embrace them? Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.